What's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer, The Godfather here, and you're listening to I See Things a Little Differently. Peace. Well, uh, that was a, a show, I guess. <laughs> so I thought about it as I was watching the show. I was like, you know, I haven't actually watched a Raw after WrestleMania in full. Uh, in, uh, shit, dude. I don't remember when, you know, like it, the thing is, it's kind of crazy is that my expectations are so high and they shouldn't be because essentially it's become a part of the gimmick now. Like WWE knew they couldn't uh, contain it. So they decided to embrace it, which they absolutely are. They absolutely should have, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's just, it's the only smart move to make. It's just, just embrace the chaos, you know? Cause I remember Never forget it. I went to WrestleMania 27 and then I went to WrestleMania 28. That's the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania where he lost in 10 seconds or whatever. And the yes, everything, everything was getting off the plane in Miami was yes, yes, yes. All you heard all weekend long was fucking yes, yes, yes. And I don't know if I ever told the story before, but um, literally it's like, I remember, I remember getting off the plane I got there on WrestleMania Sunday, and all you heard was yes. Yeah, I was going up these steps, these escalators. Yes, yes, it's all I fucking heard. It was crazy. Anyways, um, and then just watching it the night after, it was just bananas. And fun fact, you guys probably wouldn't even remember this. Brian Danielson wasn't even on... The, the role after WrestleMania, he was on the dark match where they kept chanting yes so much that they kept, that everyone kept tagging him in because they could, because you couldn't stop anything else, you know? Anyways, that was also WrestleMania. That was also the night that Brock Lesnar returned to WWE. Um, but I, I had to, re, re, I had to like remember, like, like around like, Seven, maybe like in the middle of the show, so I'm like seven thirty, nine thirty Eastern. I was like, "What am I doing? <laughs> like, this is not what I'm going to remember." Is the reason why I have not watched a Raw after WrestleMania in many, many, many years because I just, you just watch the highlights and get the gist of it, you know. And this was very underwhelming. But like, how can you? It's like what Jim Cornette said on a shoot interview one time. He's like, he was having a conversation with Chris Candido. And Chris Candido was like, we need a surprise. And Jim Cornette was like, well, if you need a surprise, there's a definition of not being a surprise. If you look at... <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know? So, like, there's only so much you can do now. And we saw nothing. We saw the return of Elias Ezekiel? Reasons? Um, We saw... Who else did we see? Veer, otherwise, eh, you know, so <clears throat> kind of not surprising, but let's just start with it, and then I'll tell you guys about the weekend and what I did, I know you guys have been messaging me about the autographs I got, who I met, etc, cetera, etc, cetera. so we're going to get through this raw, and then we'll go from there, uh, Cody comes out to cut a live promo, I was kind of glad he did not mention AEW, I'm actually, I'm actually warming to the idea of him being back in WWE, it just, 
it looks like he's happy. It looks like this is where he wants to be to to finish business. Like <clears throat> he said something in his interview where his family had not ever won the World Heavyweight Championship in WWE, which is true. The highest they've gotten is the Intercontinental Championship. And him and his brother both have held that multiple times. Um, but he showed a picture of Dusty. And I actually have never seen that picture before. I actually did not know he ever challenged for the WWE Heavyweight Championship. So it's very fucking interesting. Um, he cuts a great promo, in my opinion. But <clears throat> he said something in this interview where he said he, he came up in the WWE developmental system. So he felt like they should have known what they had. <clears throat> you know what? A lot of people probably feel that way. But Cody's not the only person to ever leave and come back and reinvent himself. Bobby Lashley. Now he's a two-time WWE champion with a win over Brock Lesnar. Bro, uh, Drew McIntyre went over Brock Lesnar in a WWE, two-time WWE champion. There's a reason, you know, that you sometimes just have to go. Sometimes Vince just loses faith for reasons, you know. <clears throat> and so, uh, he looks just really, he looks much better there. Only two nights in, you know. Um, I still think he's going to be the first one to hold a world championship. They may hold off on it until next year, WrestleMania. I, I don't know. Um, I get the feeling that he's, with the story, they're, 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 with his story, he will fulfill it. Now, what they do with his the rest of his three years, <laughs> you got me. I doubt they release this guy, though. So uh, It was a good promo. Seth comes out. They shake hands. Seth says nothing. They just shake hands. I don't know where this is going, but I'm assuming it's a rematch for WrestleMania Backlash, which I think is May 8th, they said it was. Naomi and Sasha Banks defeat Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan in a contenders match, which... Def- Made no sense because Rhea's turning heel, clearly, on Liv Morgan, right? Because at the end of the match, Liv takes a pin. And in the match, Liv goes to hug uh, Rhea Ripley. Their relationship is really weird, by the way. Has anyone noticed that? Well, I'll leave that alone. Um, and so Liv goes to hug Rhea. Rhea walks, walks away, right? This just, like, I think the reason why I have not enjoyed WWE, and I realized this tonight, WWE has become truly the thing they want to become, which is a sitcom. And when I say that, I mean that in the worst way possible. <laughs> it's only me. So it's not like anything they've done because they've been doing it for years, right? But I know for those of you guys who listen to both the Wednesday and the Monday show, I tell you guys all the time on the Wednesday show how TV's ruined for me because, you know, I'm about to graduate and like the stuff I've had to st- to study, it's about television. It's about writing, you know, like the director. It's not that like... When you're writing, you're not just physically writing. You're writing with the camera as well, right? And, like, when you show a gun in the first scene, that gun's going to be used in the second scene, right? Something like that. So, um, it's one of those things where, like, I forgot how predictable WWE is. And that's why I don't watch it every week. I watch it. But I watched certain. I just. I, I got to. I went from watching all of it to just certain segments and only talking about it because I just wouldn't know what's going to happen before it's going to happen, right? So watching uh, this, like once Liv takes a pin, the camera pans to Rhea Ripley immediately. I was like, oh god, she's about to like, not. She's about to just like shun her or whatever, right? Sure enough, she did it. 
But then this whole match made no sense because later in the evening, Lay was like, well, what was that about? And Rhea was like, Rhea was like, yeah, I'm sorry, but I, I, I went to uh, Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville to convince them to still give us a championship match next week. She's like, well, okay, that's so ha- I'm so happy it makes up for earlier. What do you mean it makes up from earlier? Like, you, like you technically took the pin, dog. Like, like I mean, she has the right to be frustrated. I mean, and but the the match made no sense though. Why even have the match if you're still gonna give them a tag team championship match, which they, which is official for next week? It's like the weirdest shit ever. Why do they? Why do they do this? It's, it's so funny. It's nothing to be mad about. It's just so funny, but. Like, that's why I don't watch every segment anymore. Because it's just so obvious what's going to happen. Because it literally turned into a, a fucking, like, week-by-week, 24-episode week, sitcom. You know what I'm saying? So, anyways, Rhea's clearly going to turn heel. They're going to lose the Tag Team Championship match next week. Rhea's clearly going to go heel on Liv. And, honestly, it's a good person to turn heel on because Liv has such a, a, a strong back. Like, Liv and Alexa Bliss is backing. By the way, why the fuck didn't Alexa Bliss show up tonight? Asuka, anybody? Moving on. Um, she's she's a good person to turn heel on because she has so many fans, and it will get Rhea instant heat, right? And and Rhea needs a new paint of coat for being real. But it's just so weird to do that, right? Next up comes Kevin Owens, and he's cutting a promo saying just praising Austin. Next thing you know is some like generic music comes on. Like, the most generic music you can, right? Sounds like generic music you have. It feels like this, right? You're having sex, right? Follow me on this journey. You're having sex, and you just have this playlist on. And all of a sudden, this one... That just comes on, and you're like, what the... You both, you and your significant other, or whatever you're into, just, like, starts laughing, because it's like, wait, what is this? This is not my playlist. Why the fuck is this here right now? You know, it just was so random. Then it says on the big Titan trying it says Ezekiel. Like, who the fuck is Ezekiel? All of a sudden, he last walks out, clean beard, new trunks. He looks like a creator wrestler when, like, you're all right, you're up at midnight and you're like about to fall asleep and no, I gotta keep playing, I gotta keep playing. Then you come over this point, you're like, that's fire, son. And then you wake up the next morning, you're like, what the fuck is this? Like this, he looks so bad. So, anyways, uh, Kevin Owens like. Elias? And he's like, no, I'm Ezekiel. Elias' younger brother. And it just annoys Kevin Owens beyond relief. He just walks out of the ring. Like he says, you have 10 seconds. So everybody thinks he's going to stun him or something. He just walks out. Because it's just, it's Kevin Owens and just, it's great, right? But like he just, you guys spent months repackaging him. They've literally spent, what, like nine months to repackage him. And it feels like they've been smoking blunts, playing a little bit too much WWE 2K22. Real talk. Just saying. Just saying. Dominique versus The Miz is essentially a squash match. This was all, all to lead to the first appearance of Veer Mahan on television. He's been on Superstars for forever, right? But this is his first appearance on television. We knew he was coming today. He beats the hell out of the Mysterios. Next week it'll be Rey Mysterio versus Virbaha. Like that is that is a a a uh, tried and true method. 
If you want someone to just get heat, you really just put them with the smallest person, whether it's Brian Danielson, whether it's Rey Mysterio. Just put put them with someone they love. Let them beat them and move and move the bleep on. Bianca Belair talks, and she that heel that caught her on WrestleMania Night One, like you could see it kind of swell up. It she she took it. I didn't. I don't follow her on social media at all, so I didn't see someone did show me a picture later on. But holy crap, on a cracker. That was pretty freaking bad, dude. Like it, 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 it just, uh, um, it, it just. She took it. She took it. But you know what? That's kind of the cost for having the the best match of the of both nights. Like between that and Cody's match, like I, I still think it's like a tie between both those matches. But they killed it. So like, and she's the women's champion. And if you like, if you think about Bianca Belair's like main roster run so far. She's kind of been treated like AJ Styles. Like, she didn't win any championship in NXT. At the time of her uh, arrival in NXT, you gotta remember, that's when um, Shayna Baszler was at her most dominant. Like, she had no chance. I think she lost a lot in NXT. Like, since she's been on the main roster, she's she's, she's had the AJ, excuse me, AJ Styles treatment. She's defeated Bianca, uh, excuse me, she's defeated uh, Becky Lynch at uh, WrestleMania. She's been in WrestleMania main event and defeated Sasha Banks. She beat, I believe, Rick, uh, Rick, Charlotte Flair by DQ last September. And in a match with Charlotte Flair, if you believe reports, wanted to actually lose the championship to Bianca. You know, she's been treated very well. They see her as a megastar, and she is. And she's super talented, super gorgeous, super all over. She's everything. Um... The only thing she has not done so far in the main roster is work heel like she did in NXT, and that's coming. But she needed to finish her story arc with her. But that that eye is uh, gnarly. It just yeah, it shows the war she went through. Dolph defends the NXT Championship. I believe this is the first time in history the NXT Championship has been defended on the main roster against Braun Breaker. You kind of knew the title change was coming, considering like uh, I think it was. Was it Byron Saxton or Jimmy Smith? One of those guys said, "Well, they feel that Braun Breaker deserved another shot at the NXT Championship. You only have this match on this show because you're gonna, it's, you know, you're gonna get a huge rating. It's gonna be a, a, a something to air quotes. No air quotes. You're gonna see me doing air quotes. Fair one to talk about. And Braun Breaker does. He becomes one of what, five men." Told the NXT Championship twice. He defeats Dolph Ziggler one, two, three to to, to get his second title reign. Um, I guess that's cool. I'm happy for Breaker. Um, I guess reasons. I guess whatever. This was another moment when I knew that something was gonna happen. Once again, this is why I just don't watch every segment because I see it coming. And I'm just in, in, but this is not a WWE problem. This is just TV in general and for for me. So MVP comes out, introduces Bobby Lashley, and you can tell by the way they're cutting back and forth between Bobby and MVP. MVP is turning heel because Bobby Lashley is turning face. Omos comes out. He sees. He says, "I want my rematch." That was a fluke. All of a sudden, MVP nails Bobby Lashley from behind. Uh, to be honest with you, Bobby doesn't need MVP if he's going to turn face. Um, Omos does need a talking mouthpiece. Uh, he can't talk. I. I guess the reason why. If this was to bother me, another air quotes there, it only bothers me because I don't see anything in Omos. Like, with at least with Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman could go if you need him to. I still just don't like big, big men like that in this wrestling world because a lot of them, to me, um, 
when you just make them so dominant to the point where it's unbelievable where people beat them, it just doesn't turn me on. Like, at least Brock will sell for small guys. At least Wardlow can sell. At least you, you, Luchasaurus can sell. You, you get what I'm saying? They look, they're they're beatable because you've allowed them to be vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I was like, I saw it coming. Like, they, they literally are doing shots between both of them. Like, why are you doing that? You only do that when someone's going to turn heel. So, anyways, that was, saw that coming. Um, so now we're, this feud will continue and. I'm assuming MVP and Bobby Lashley will eventually have a one-on-one match as well. Because um, he is fully healed from that, that knee injury, I believe, or ankle, whatever it was. He just walks around with the cane. This also, I believe, was another way of writing Carmella off of uh, TV. Because it was supposed to be Carmella and Zelina Vega in a tag team match versus... I forgot who. But, like, all of a sudden, Zelina grabs the mic and starts, like, talking about how uh, Carmella cost him the tag team championships. And they start fighting and... She beats her up and all those other things, and Zelina walks away. This was way of writing her TV off TV, just just in case you guys were wondering if you actually cared. It's because her and Corey Graves are legit getting married. Um, I believe this week actually, so congratulations to them. But I believe they're gonna be on TV for a while. So there you go. RK Bro and Finn Balor the, versus the Usos and Austin Theory. It's clear where this is going. Um, Austin Theory had a, a WrestleMania match. Finn Balor didn't, uh, but this was always going to lead to Finn Balor losing that United States Championship. They had to get the belt off Damian Priest because they were turning him heel. So they put the belt on Finn Balor. Finn Balor, they, as it was reported months ago, is only seen as a guy that can just lose to people. So Austin Theory is a hot up-and-coming guy. He will win the United States Championship from Finn Balor. He, this is like the second or third time he's pinned Finn Balor since he's been the fucking champ anyway. So, whatever. Edge comes out, him and Demi and Priest have a conversation, essentially talking about their reasons for coming together and who they judge. And uh, AJ Styles comes out, gets into a brawl with Damian Priest and Edge. They end up uh, double teaming him, and then officials come out to break it up. But next week will be Damian Priest versus AJ Styles. I do wonder who's going to come to AJ Styles' uh, defense to help him out, because he will need help. But I don't think this is the end of this faction. Like, I could actually, as a matter of fact, next week, I can see that whoever the third member is, I can see them joining next week and just beating AJ Styles up. Now, who AJ Styles is going to get in the process? Maybe RK Bro. That's the only thing I can think of that could make it even. So, we'll see. The Street Profits have a match, a tornado tag team match, where they defeat the Alpha Academy. And Reigns came out. And first of all, Paul Heyman, he looks ridiculous. Holding both of those belts. He just looks he just looks so fucking ridiculous wearing both those belts. It's just fucking hilarious to me. But I just I just thought it was fucking hilarious. So I had I felt the need to say it. Um Reigns didn't say much. He said, Hey, you we will find out more on SmackDown. I, I believe Drew McIntyre's probably gonna be next in line. They haven't done a great job of building anyone up. And so I would assume since Drew McIntyre is technically the number one babyface on SmackDown, he will be the first one in line for a championship match because I think Brock Lesnar is done for the foreseeable future, and probably, at least until Money in the Bank slash SummerSlam. You know, so we'll see. But um, I will say this. You guys ever had a moment in time when you're like sitting there and you're like, all right, cool, right? Like, all right, um, like... I hope I make the right decision to do this and to do this. And so last week, two weeks ago, when I, just, when I first decided to go to WrestleMania weekend, I said, all right, I'm going to go to WrestleCon. 
And I was debating, should I go to Super Card of Honor or should I go to WrestleMania Night 1, Night 2? And I started thinking about it, I started thinking about it. And honestly, dude, I just didn't care for the build to WrestleMania. And I was having this conversation with somebody in line at WrestleCon. We were seeing somebody. And vividly, I said to him, I said, I just don't think Vince deserves my money. As much as it would be cool to see Austin, like, nah, you know? And and now the tickets are going to be like triple the price on StubHub or wherever you go. I just didn't want to do it, you know? So I said, I'm going to go to Supercard of Honor. And this is right before they announced FTR and the Briscoe. So I bought my ticket like the day before. Then all of a sudden I, go, I look online the next day and it's like, FTR, I said, okay, I feel like that's the right decision. Everything I did, even down to leaving Sunday morning, because someone was like, man, someone actually offered me to, to pay for me to go WrestleMania night too. And so I was like, I just don't want to do it, you know? Like I just, something that's, that's when I wouldn't enjoy it live. You know, and I, I and it's true. I truly enjoy just watching them from the comfort of the hotel room on Saturday night and home on Sunday night. It just felt good, you know, not stressed, not trying to leave that fucking parking lot, you know. I just felt good. So even then, about tonight, I was gonna stay. I was gonna stay throughout the. I was gonna stay from Thursday to Tuesday, and I just said I just don't think anything's gonna happen special. Sure enough, after looking at this, nothing happened. Now something may happen on SmackDown. That's that's awesome, but but that's not gonna be in Dallas. <laughs> you know, WrestleMania weekend now is officially over. So I had a great time. Once again, nothing topped the Briscoes and FTR. Nothing did, uh, in my opinion. Nothing even came close to it. Um, I would say a few notches down was Seth and Cody slash Bianca and Becky. Otherwise, that was the match of the weekend. And Tony Khan was right. I mean, because we look at it, and he said it was like close to 2,000 people in the building. Maybe it was that. You know, it wasn't a lot of people. That was the easiest I've ever gotten out of any wrestling events parking lot. You know, like I was out in fucking two minutes once I got to my car. If that, probably, probably even a minute. So it had to be like around that number of people. It wasn't a lot of people. Um, but the fact that they still did good numbers on fighting everything, that was the right decision to make. Um, so I had fun. It was great. I would never do another WrestleCon again. Not because it's not fun. It's actually fucking awesome. But one, I got extremely lucky each day. Like, I think the only person I, that I didn't get an autograph from that I wanted one from was Johnny Gargano. That's because Sunday came so easy to the point where... It's not Sunday, excuse me, Saturday. I was just beat. I was just physically beat and ready to get away, eat something, go to my... Because I was with my cousin on Saturday. Because he wanted to meet Mark Henry and Buff Bagwell. Um, and we met Mark Henry together. I, I wasn't... I'm not really a big fan of Buff. Um... But um, I would just beat right. So example. So let me, let me use this as an example. So and I, I could wait for Gargano, but I saw his line. It was like maybe like three or four people. It wasn't even a lot of people. I was just like, yeah, I don't want to do that shit. <laughs> I just don't want to wait any more lines. I want to get the fuck away. On top of that, I didn't have anything cool for him to sign, and I had so many eight by tens, which is now when I move in a few months. It's like, all right, how do I design this? How do I keep this up? You know, action figures are easy. You put them shits up, boom, 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 whatever, right? Um, 
I even had Jay White and fucking Mizuki, uh, uh, Minoru Suzuki um, sign T-shirts. Because apparently they were, apparently, because there was like this New Japan room, this Impact room, and another room, right? No, just those two rooms. And apparently they had like action figures galore in there on like Thursday night. I didn't see this shit, but apparently they, they sold, I didn't see any of it, but apparently they had action figures of everybody. I was like, first of all, I didn't know there was a Suzuki action figure. I know there's a Jay White action figure that's a ringside exclusive. I don't like it, though. It's not like a regular action figure. It's like one of those Bendham action figures, which have their own thing. And I had those when I was younger because it was like two bucks. But I don't want that shit signed. Like, if I have to, I will, you know, but I don't have to. So fuck that. Um, but I just saw it. I was like, man, I'm ready to get something to eat and just relax. Like, And we went somewhere like 15 minutes away, got something to eat. Talk for a couple hours, and he ended up dropping me back off at the hotel because I stayed in the same hotel as uh, where WrestleCon was. Very nice hotel, by the way. And um, then I ended up just going to the room. I went to sleep for a couple hours, woke up, and got something to eat. Then I ended up just watching fucking WrestleMania 91. It just, it was so much to take in. So, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stimulating. And I said this before already this weekend. It's the first time I've been around real collectors like myself probably ever. And, I, and I, I'm and i sure there's some scalpers there too. But like, I don't know. Because I feel like it's so ex- it would be so expensive for a scalper to get what they want. And it would be so much. Like I saw people with big ass totes, you know. But everybody I saw with big ass totes were like had different wrestlers in it. They had different like Ric Flair's and different Bret Hart's and shit like that. Um, it's way different than Comic Cons. Like I said, I just wasn't used to it, you know. And like I said, I truly got lucky um, because example, right? So Thursday night, I think I told the story already. But Thursday night, like Tony Storm wasn't supposed to. She wasn't scheduled to be there until the morning, Friday morning. She was there Saturday night. Or excuse me, Friday night, Thursday night. And I was like, oh, fuck. And at first he had a line. I was like, yeah, I ain't waiting that shit. <laughs> and then I left. And then Godfather was supposed to be there on Friday night, Thursday night. I didn't know there was a, a, a statue unveiling of The Undertaker. So I'm sitting there waiting for him to have his action figures. Uh, I met him last year, as you guys know, because if you listen to this podcast, we interviewed him. And I didn't have anything for him to sign. So he signed an 8x10, which is cool, but it's a fucking 8x10. His action figures, I told him this too to his face, his action figures are so expensive online. I so happened to have, which I didn't know, it's a complete coincidence. But like, I reached out to this eBay guy, I was like, hey man, no disrespect, like, do you know where I can get a, an elite godfather that's not in the $100 range? This guy was selling for like 150 bucks. He was like, well, I'll sell it to you for 60 bucks. I've been trying to get rid of this thing. I was like, Why, what's wrong with it? He's like, nothing's wrong with it, but you bought a number of things from me before. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, if you look at your history, you've bought a number of things from me. You've bought at least four or five things from me. I don't really buy much from eBay, you know, but when I looked at the history, it, I bought the Christian from him. Like, so he's like, I was, I'll get, I'll, he's like, I was even trying to get rid of it because I guess he had like four or five of them. I said, like, all right, cool. So I paid 60 bucks for it. Um, so, if, so I do have a Godfather action figure now, autograph and shit like that. Um, so that kind of, that, that, that worked out like the next day I saw him. And it worked out because he didn't have a large line, you know, but like even then when I look at the people who like I got autographed, it was like like the Briscoe super nice guys. You no, know, they had no line at the time. You know, I just happened to find an Adam Cole figure because I wasn't going to go Adam Cole. 
Like, and then I just happened to see that figure. It was around the same price I would pay for if I bought it on eBay. I said, I will, I, will, I will regret if I don't get this autograph. If I don't get it and then get it autographed. Um, Penta L0M and uh, Phoenix had a pretty long line as well. And they were, like, right in the middle of, like, an aisle. So now you're just sitting there waiting. Um, but their line moved kind of fast, I guess. Um, still got their stuff signed. Lance Archer, that was the most random I didn't really want Lance Archer autograph, but it was like, it was a 20 buck autograph and he had no one there. And I was like, man, why not get an autograph? You know, and Jay had no line. Jungle Boy had no line. You know, I guarantee you this time next year, if these people are at WrestleCon, they're going to have lines. You know what I'm saying? Because I think, I truly believe what happened this year was people saw, okay, Jungle Boy doesn't have a line. I'm awaiting this Lita and Tristratus line. By the way, their lines were ridiculous every time they were there. Mickey James' line was ridiculous every time she was there. So it was like one of those things where I think people kind of said, well, they don't have a line. I'll get them later. And then one dude told me, Flag, he's like, yeah, I'm going to get all the newer people next year. I have to get the older people now. Now, obviously, part of that's because they may pass away or whatever, or they just are, that's just who's on, that's, who they, that's just who they came to see, right? And that's cool. Um, but the fact that I was able to get, I, was, I think by the time I seen Anna J, she was like, had two people in her line. And I was like, really? This is like surprising with all this stuff I see online with people just being all in love and simptastic over her. And I'm just like, all right, that makes sense, I guess. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to complain about that, you know? So it was just one of those, it was, it was just one of those cool things. Um, Jeff Hardy, like Sunday, here's what happened, excuse me, Saturday. Here's what happened Saturday. So I knew immediately I was going to wait. At Jeff Hardy's line first. I was not going to play that game going to Jeff Hardy's line immediately. So me and a guy in front of me is talking. And he has he wants to hit a number of people on Saturday. Now, four hours seems like a lot of time. But when you're waiting, in, when you're trying to get heavy hitters and you're waiting in long-ass lines, it ain't long, it ain't, it really ain't, like, that much time when you think about it, right? Like, so me and him are waiting. We're, like, maybe 10, 12, 15, something like that. We're, we're pretty close. So I was like, hey, man, if Jeff Hardy gets it. So when I say that, Jeff Hardy, I turn around, Jeff Hardy's here. It's like 902. He's on time. Like, yo, I look at him like, yo, you're going to make all your people, you know, because he wanted to go from Jeff to Brett. And Jeff and Brett came at the same time, and their lines were ignorant. I was so glad I got Brett Hart's autograph the first night because his line was decent the first night. It grew, like, behind me. But anytime Brett Hart was there, it his line was fucking ignorant right so like i got jeff and went to the the, the the lucha brothers right and so and jeff was like nice and doing all his shit for people like he was doing his little dance with one young fan um who else i'm, I'm trying to look at bray white had long bray white had a long ass line but you could tell bray white was like a like happy to be in the presence of wrestling fans you could tell he missed it and it was actually pretty cool interaction with him because he was talking with everybody and <coughs> excuse me. And so we're talking. And he's like, hey, bro, like you work out. I was like, yeah, you know, not, not a big thing. I'm trying to lose my stomach. He was like, bro, he's like, you should. You, he's like, if you work out ever, if you're, you see, <laughs> I'm trying to think of exact words. He was like, bro, you should work out with me sometimes. He's like, because you're, you're a big dude, man, and blah, blah, blah. So, oh, man, thanks. I appreciate that. Like, he was, he was super grateful to be around again. You know, you could tell he just, Need to tell, even though he has a bunch of other stuff going on, you can tell like his passion is wrestling. 
Um, so that's 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 pretty nice of him. That's pretty cool of him. Um, yeah, I can't think of everybody I got autographed off the top of my head because uh, those eight by tens are in my drawer, and it's so far. It's not far away. I'm lazy. <coughs> Excuse me, Sam. All right, I'm gonna get it. That's why you hear me walking away. Give me one second. Uh, uh. All right. So for all you wondering, whose autographs I got? Got Mark Henry, Swerve, Ruby Soho, Jonathan Gresham, The Briscoes, Tony Storm, Thunder Rosa. I did get Jordan Grace, but that's not for me. That's for Jonathan Esther. He's a huge fan of hers. Um, and when he hears this, I'm sure he's going to listen to it. He owes me five bucks for shipping. I'm holding that bitch hostage until he sends me the five bucks. Um, who else did I get? Let's look at, let's look at this. Because uh, I don't know about all my toys. Um, where's my camera at? Uh, Jeff Hardy, obviously. Minoru Suzuki, Jay White, Booker T. The elusive Booker T. Autograph. Uh, I have a story about that. Uh, Adam Cole. Mia Yim. Story about that, too. Anna J. Tony Storm, Bret Hart, Thunder Rosa, uh, Rob Van Dam is the last one. So, here's the thing. Let's start with uh, Mia Yim. So, like, there are vendors there, right? And they have these figures. Some are grossly overpriced, and some are, well, reasonably priced. So I saw it, and I saw the reckoning figure, and Mia Yim was there. I was actually kind of hoping Keith Lee was be there, because the last two, two, three years, when was it? It was like three years? Whenever they came out with the first action figure of Keith Lee, so it wasn't last December, so it was the previous December, so it was like December 2020. That's when I got it. I, I legit went on ringsidecollectibles.com and bought the variant Keith Lee. I didn't see one in stores on purpose, because I was like, I want to him to sign this. Then I went on my way to buy another Keith Lee figure just to have him open later on down the road. He wasn't there or whatever. And so Mia Yim is there. So I'm looking and I don't have a Mia Yim action figure. I was like, I, I knew I was going to get her autograph though. Once I seen her physically there, I was like, cool. Cause I wasn't going to buy anything. And then, then no one shows up. Cause I believe, I can't remember who didn't show up. There was a few people who didn't show up. Like I don't, I didn't see Ultimate Dragon the entire time. Someone told me they did. If they saw Ultimate Dragon, he's a, he must be, I mean this with no disrespect, he must be a tiny MF'er. Because I saw Sonny Ono. I never once saw, and Sonny Ono's, Ono's tiny too. I'm like, but I didn't see Ultimate Dragon one time. Anyways. Well, so once I saw her, because she was sharing a booth with uh, Athena, a.k.a. Ember Moon. And um, I said, all right, I'm going to go buy this reckoning figure. It's like 20 bucks. It's like, it's like 25 bucks. Same thing will be in stores. I think the figures are going up to like 23.99 or something like that, or 23 bucks. So I go, and then at her table, she has the basic Mia Yim figures. So I was like, oh. And so I give it to her. And I was like, oh, I wasted 25 bucks there. I could have bought from her. And she was like, oh, you want me to sign this reckoning? I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> and it just came out like that. And I said, oh, I am so sorry. I did not mean to be disrespectful. She's like, oh, no, that's so sweet. She was like, I thought that's why you got it. I said, no. If I wouldn't have known you had Mia Yem figures, I would have got this from you. Not there. I just didn't have a Mia. I just didn't have one. Actually, I think I've only seen one medium basic figure, and they, they didn't stay on shelves for long. I'm pretty sure scalpers bought them. But I'm not, first of all, 
I will pay um, for figures, right? Because I barely, I really don't like supporting scalpers. However, I, when I see basic figures online, I remember I saw this Keith Lee basic figure, and I was, this was when I was still working at this club a long time ago, like two, two or three years ago. I saw this Keith Lee basic figure. It was on sale for $150. I looked at one of my coworkers. I said, who, who the fuck is going to buy this? He was like, is he famous? It's like, not that famous with that. It's a basic figure. I was like, no, I'm not buying that shit. So anyways, like, I, I just, and it just came out. And I was like, yeah, no, you're, you are me a yim to me. She was like, oh, no, I appreciate that. And it was kind of a rough time, but... You know, it just it's a part of my it's part of the past. So, you know, it is. I said, and I appreciate that. I said, either way, when you sign it, it will. It's to me, it's still me and him. You know, but like, I, but to me, please do not sign it. Reckoning, I was not a fan of whatever that angle was. That whatever. So that was pretty cool, you know. And she and we talked for even more too. Um, a lot of time, a lot of those wrestlers are chatty caddies. Like a lot of them are like. It's just crazy how you, I think you get them in that environment where it feels a little more relaxed. If it's kind of just like they're around their friends as well. Um, and also, I will fight Keith Lee to the death for her, and I'll die. That's fine. But yeah, she's an absolute. I've, I've gone on record saying here how gorgeous she is, and I can't believe they put her in her fucking mask. She is even more stunning in person. So I'm really happy. Can't wait to see where her next move is. Um, Booker T. So, I've been trying to meet Booker T for years, right? He's been... Him and Cody were, like, the elusive ones. Cody's still the elusive. And I remember three years ago at Colorado Springs Comic Con, I had met Kevin Nash, and Kevin Nash was in a booth right next to Booker T. And I already had this classic Jack Superstars figure uh that i've had for years of him of kevin nash and scott hall so i had kevin nash sign that we did a picture or whatever and booker t was right next to me and the only figure i could see of his in the, the con was like this bendy stretchy one and it looked like a runaway slave that was just it just looked terrible i was like yeah i'm not it was like 10 bucks like yeah it should be 10 dollars it looks like shit terrible likeness of it right of him right so i didn't do it so i said ah oh, fuck it i'll meet him another time so i saw him somewhere else still had no figure of him i thought i didn't it wasn't until two weeks ago i'm going through my box of stuff and i was looking for um what figure was i looking for that got signed i can't remember which figure it was but i was looking for a figure let me look uh-uh. Because the figure was in the box. I don't... Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, I don't know who. It's not in here. I didn't take pictures with a lot of people either. But uh, I don't know. But either way, I was looking for someone's figure. I knew it was in the box, right? And I see this Booker T figure. I'm like, I actually have a Booker T figure. This is why, I, once again, I keep telling you guys why I just don't go out and buy wrestling figures. Because I don't know who I have. Like, the certain figures I know I have because I've had them for ye- at least 15 years, right? Maybe even longer. There's some figures I just don't remember because I see, like, even the Bret Hart figure that had my sister overnight me. When I saw that, I was like, I didn't know I had This figure is fucking fire. But I didn't know I had it. 
you know, so anyways, I found, I found a figure. I said, cool, I can get his autograph. So I got his autograph. That was pretty cool. He was pretty chill. And lastly, let me tell you about this Trish and Lita's dog. So my biggest regret of not getting an autograph, and I could have, I'm at C2E2 2020. I'm, I'm busy, crazy busy. The only two autographs I went on my way to get was CM Punk's. And that was by accident. I've told this story in the podcast before. How I just walked over and Pro Wrestling Tees has the CM Punk signing. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. I'll wait in line here for a little bit. Um, and Chris Claremont. Oh, no, it was four. Chris Claremont, CM Punk, uh, Stephen Miller, and Emily Bett Rickards. But th- those three were in the plan. CM Punk wasn't. So technically, I went my way for whatever. Anyways, once I got all that shit done, my panel now is from... I think it was like one to two. Then I had another. Then I had to do a guest spot for somebody else from like two to four and two different panels. So now I'm busy next two hours. So when I'm done with CM Punk, I have like an hour left. Maybe three booths down from CM Punk. You have Trish and Lita. And Trish is just standing there. This guy's talking. He's, you can tell he's loving his life. And Trish is just like looking at her nails. No, look, she looks like she wants to be anywhere else but talking to this guy, right? Not engaged at all. And they have no one at their booth. But this guy just talking to him. I was like, I should get their autograph. Then next to them is Christian. Next to Christian is Sting. Jerry Lawler next to them. All these booths are empty. I'm like, man, I'm going to come back and get these guys autographs, right? Now, obviously, I came back and saw Christian and Jerry Lawler, so I don't regret them. But the line that was steep, Trish and Lita's lines were so long each time, each day. They had to find new ways to get creative to make, make their lines go in a way where it didn't take away from other talent. Like, it was so crazy how, like, Trish and Lita didn't get there till 7 on Thursday night. People had, their line was as long as the fucking list to, to government cheese at 510 and i remember i walked around I was like who the fuck's line is this like we they just opened the goddamn doors and they were like oh that's trish and Lita." i was like where are they people waited for two that's why i mean it's not that long when you think about it, four hours is not that long because i guarantee you there's no way those guys got everyone's autographs they wanted to get no fucking way they just couldn't you know um anyways so it was pretty cool so i do regret not getting like stings but at the same time i have figures of sting that will want autograph not just a fucking eight by ten i know for a fact i have an ultimate collection or whatever it was called of sting where he's just in there with his baseball bat i have also the AEW sting now but AEW sting and then he wasn't with the AEW at the time um but anyways um it's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty cool experience. I had a lot of fun. Like I said, I just wouldn't do it because I got lucky to get a number of people's autographs, but I've not, but in the process, the reason why I wouldn't go is I knocked so many people off my bucket list. The fact that like, I, I would actually have to see like what AEW people are there so I could get their autograph. But even then I probably wouldn't go to WrestleCon and do that. C2E2, uh, AEW has usually has their own booth. So, like, they have certain people on certain days or whatever. Like, if I didn't have to go to Seattle and work and then do the John Cena thing, because I did end up working in fucking Seattle, um, I would have went to Chicago that next week because um, 
I think Hangman Adam Page was there, and I would love to get his autograph. But no, I, I, WrestleCon was just overwhelming for me and very too much, too much fun, you know. So, anyways, that is a show for this week. Monday show for this week. Programming note: Please do not forget, guys. Well, one, I've not seen Morbius yet, but what I will do with Morbius and with Doctor Strange, I'm not going to delay episodes of Morbius of uh, Moon Knight. What I would do is like part one and part two, like we do with sometimes the wrestling show. So, like, if I do watch Morbius this week, I'll just do a part one of that show, or I'll just it'll just be a separate show unto itself. But just know, we're not going to delay any episodes. Every Wednesday episode drops on Moon Knight. I will record it. I will watch it. Then I will record it when I get the chance that day. It won't be as late as it was last Wednesday. Last Wednesday, I was just sick as a dog trying to prepare for Dallas. But uh, that's how it will go the next six weeks. So just just be aware it won't be out in the same time. Like, like I know you guys got your show at 1 a.m. this t- uh, today, but or yeah today, but um that won't be like that all the time. It will it'll be like normal time or like in the midday or whatever. So anyways, that's a show for this week. I am Slow Chemical. Hope you guys enjoyed WrestleMania. Hope you guys went to WrestleMania. You guys are safe. Please get home safe. Please have fun. Be be wise. So I'm Slow Chemical and I am out.